Hello, and welcome to the Financial Emancipation Blogcast Podcast. I'm your host, Malik Branch, and this is a daily podcast discussing the ways in which you can walk towards your financial emancipation, getting free from the burden of your finances. If you haven't already done so, please head on over to Instagram and follow me at Financial Emancipation. Follow me on Twitter at FIN Emancipation. And follow me on Facebook and join the Facebook group at Financial Emancipation. If you have any questions about anything we discussed today, feel free to send me an email at financialemancipation at gmail.com. So today is a special episode. Where we're going, I'm looking in, at finances in a different way and how, they, how your finances impact your actual other parts of your life. And today's topic has to do with health and wellness. There are a lot of myths out there that have to do with um, whether or not being healthy and having a, a self-care um, rit- ritual is too expensive and that people should be kind of measured by their finances in which, and how they deal with their self-care. So to join me today, I have Tamiko Benjamin, Director of the Perfectly Balanced Life and a Certified Health and Wellness Coach. Tamiko, welcome. Hi. So Tamiko is here to talk to us about um, how you can be live your best life and have you know good self-care and good health and wellness and still be able to manage in your budget yes yes so Tamiko there are huge huge myths about um, being healthy particularly eating healthy people say it's really expensive to eat healthy what are your thoughts on that I think that it's untrue first um there's no regulations on what's healthy and what's natural. So processed food is pushed on us all the time. And the one thing about processed food is that you're hungry after you eat it because it's completely devoid of any nutritional value. And because of that, it makes it more expensive. So if you look, because I look all the time, when people are checking out of the grocery store, you will see the people who eat processed food, their carts are overflowing with boxes and cartons and containers. And usually that food would only last them maybe a week or a week and a half. Whereas if you stick to fresh produce, frozen produce, lean meats, um, you'll get so much more bang for your buck out of making healthy meals that don't have to take a long time and will leave you full and satisfied. Mm-hmm. And I think most people think that that's not the case. They think if they go to the supermarket, they have to buy organic foods and they have to spend more on an apple than they would think they normally would. Um, what do you think about those type of attitudes towards towards healthy shopping? Well, I mean, there's some things that if you can, you should go organic on. But, I mean, that list is very small. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't need to necessarily have organic bananas. Uh, you don't need to have organic avocados. Maybe apples if you can, um, but I'd rather have a traditionally grown apple over uh, Apple Jacks. <laughs> right. So, point. Yeah. Um, you know, there's. I would just stick stay away from genetically modified uh, produce, and it's really easy to tell. And the way you can tell if your produce is genetically modified is by the numbers that are on it. There's a four-digit code that's on all produce. Like, that's what the cashiers use to ring it up. If it starts with a three or a four, it is traditionally grown. That means that it uses pesticides, which isn't the worst thing. You could wash off pesticides. Um, If it has a nine, if it's organic, if it has an eight, it is a GMO. Mm -hmm. The other thing about GMOs is that there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of, uh, 
advertising and stuff that say things are non-GMO. There are very few crops now that are GMO. Corn, soy, papayas are the biggest GMO crops. So don't fall into thinking that, oh, this, you know, rice is non-GMO. It wouldn't be. Right? All rice is non-GMO right. for the most part. Mm -hmm. um, so you have to be mindful and educated about what you're eating and what you're putting into your body. Like, you know, people think grains are bad. Rice is not bad for you if you eat the proper serving size. And that goes for anything else. Um, the reason why people spend a lot of money on food is because as Americans, we eat too much. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, your meat should be the size of your fist. Your pasta should be about two ounces. Um, you can have as much vegetables as you want, and that's what really fills you because that's where the fiber comes in. Mm -hmm. So once we start to educate ourselves better as to what our plates are supposed to look like, um, I think we'll do a lot better financially and health-wise. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it sounds like it. Sounds like planning and, and being committed to that is also what's helpful in it as well, committed to going to the grocery store, spending the time you need to do there instead of looking for maybe the shorter or what are perceived to be the easier ways. You might just find yourself in the produce and, mm -hmm. and meat section and, and actually do okay there financially and health-wise. Yeah, I mean, it's it doesn't take long to make healthy food especially if you employ all of the hacks like for me I use a rice cooker I use a crock pot I have a steamer mm -hmm. you know these things are inexpensive and they pay for themselves you know over a short period of time if you have something that takes two minutes to make I guarantee you it is devoid of all nutritional value mm -hmm. what they do is they pre-cook it which takes out all of the nutrients, and then they put them back in, in a chemicalized form. Mm -hmm. And that's why you can cook uh, oatmeal in an hour. Yeah. Whereas you can make oatmeal, you know, a big batch, slow cook it on a Monday, and, and just have it, you know, have it throughout the week and reheat it throughout the week. It's better for you, it's just as fast, and you're actually retaining all of the nutritional value, and you're saving yourself a lot of money. Mm -hmm. Because those quick eat things, they charge you more because they're quick. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, it's like, what are you really paying for? You're paying for just, I mean, it's just like fluff. Right. Because it's not going to fill you and it's not going to give your body the nutrients it needs to stay energized all day. So, I mean, we talked a lot about food and that's a big part of what people tend to spend a lot of money on and a thing that people need to work on when it comes to their health as well but what about when you talk about wellness when you talk about people who want to have like self-care people think of things in self-care more like spas and things that can be a little costly what are ways in which you you, you can describe like ways in which to have self-care that aren't those traditional kind of expensive ways well i think that there's also a misconception as to what is self-care mm -hmm. there's a difference between self-care and grooming getting your nails done and going to the spa is grooming mm -hmm. whereas um you know, getting enough sleep, getting enough hydration, meditating, exercising, um, you know, making sure that you take time for yourself, scraping your tongue, brushing your skin, taking a long bath, getting a massage. Those things are actually self-care because they, you know, they make yourself feel better mm -hmm. um, on a more holistic and organic level versus you know, I mean, grooming, I love to get my nails done, and but it's it's definitely not caring for yourself. It's it's grooming, which you should also do. Mm -hmm. Don't look raggedy. That's not <laughs> cute. But, um, you know, I think that people take, um, I think people look at self-care as um, 
you know, like this big thing that you need to do. I think that everyone needs to figure out what it is that they're missing in their lives, and that's how you start to care for yourself. If you're always tired, you probably need more sleep and you need better food. Mm -hmm. That's a form of self-care. You know, if you're constantly having um, breakouts on your skin and you decide that you're going to, you know, do things to, um, you're going to eat better, you know, maybe you'll do some oil pulling or you're ex you'll exfoliate or you do all those things, that's self-care. Mm -hmm. um, I think that we don't understand what we're lacking, so that makes self-care almost impossible. So you have to kind of like unpack a lot of things in your life to get down to what self-care means to you. And once you figure it out, you need to have a self-care ritual. Mm -hmm. And that usually is in a morning ritual and a night ritual. That's what I have. Um, and just doing things that you know make you feel good. Mm -hmm. it, it's not, it doesn't really have to cost you anything. Mm -hmm. And that's something that we like to talk we like to talk about is that there are things that you can do that will make you feel good that don't have to be expensive or you have to spend a lot of money, but you should also be willing to spend um, the resources necessary to kind of get you the, get you the things that you need to have healthy food mm -hmm. and things like that. You should spend the money on those things and make the sacrifices in other ways. I think sometimes, like you said, people think fast and quick um, is worth the expense and oftentimes it's not. So... These this is, these are really helpful tips. I think people often feel that they're restricted by their finances in having these things, and they kind of commit instead to living um a, living a life that's not their best and not happy because they feel like they can't afford it. And there are ways to do it without um, spending a whole bunch of money. So, Tamiko, tell us where we can find you. You can find me at theperfectlybalancedlife.com. Uh, that's my website, or on Instagram at theperfectlybalancedlife, or Facebook. Again, at The Perfectly Balanced Life. Really simple. Great. Thank you for coming on. Thank you for discussing this with us. And, um, and as, as always, I tell you guys, if you haven't already done so, you can head over and over to um, Instagram and follow me at Financial Emancipation. Follow me on Twitter at FIN Emancipation. Uh, follow me at, on Facebook and join the Facebook group. We're having great conversations and discussions in the Facebook group. And that's also at Financial Emancipation. And if you have any questions or anything or you have anything you'd like me to relay, to um to Tamiko and we can ask some questions you can send it over via email at financial emancipation at gmail.com thank you so much for joining us thank you Tamiko for joining thank you for having me yes and everyone have a great day <laughs>